I took over a university in crisis. Shutdowns were the order of the day. The rumor came as soon as I got appointed that she will not last. We'll make sure six months she'll be out. I can be kicked out anytime. I know that. So with the little time that I have, I'm going to do my best. Her appointment as Vice-Chancellor of the University of Cape Town in 2018 did not come easy. The Harangua Reis Mathematics Professor not only faced questions and doubt regarding her academic qualifications, but also had to deal with allegations of being a bully in the way in which she interacted with some of her colleagues. As she continues to transform one of the best universities on the African continent into a space where every student feels welcome, Mamukheti Pagain says she's not cemented at the institution and is prepared to leave at any time if she gets kicked out. Find out what she means by this in this week's episode of the Winning Women podcast. I mean, if you recall, in 2017, uh, they started this thing that my qualifications must be investigated. I, I think until then, I hadn't realized the commitment of the people who are uncomfortable with me being here. And I did, by the way, when that uh, scandal about my qualifications came that I don't have them, and we had a meeting inside, and the former VC asked me, uh, why do you think people uh, uh, this thing came? And then I said, and it was the week when the advert of the VC job at UCT had been put out online. And I said to him, no, it's because the advert is online. People are worried that I'm going to apply because I'm the only one who qualifies inside. So that's why. And I said to them, and they were in the room together, and I said to them, I will not apply. Uh, and I said to them, that's not because I've never thought of being VC here. I have, but I will not apply. I will let it go. And then they said, oh, okay. Nobody said, oh, no, you must apply. What, what, what? No, no. People were, were, were fine. So when the advert came, I didn't even look at it. I just went on. And it's only when they, they advertised for the third time and the senior professor, black professor who came to ask me to apply that, that I thought, okay. And it was Professor Mayosi who, who had asked me to apply. And he came, he didn't write to me. Some people were writing to me emails and saying, we want to apply. We think you're the right person. These are the reasons, blah, 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 blah. And when he came to me, he didn't even give me an opportunity to say no. I kept saying, no, but this, oh, but this, whatever. He said, no, 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 no. Black people send me here. We want transformation. We think you are the right person. You are a scholar. You are this, you are this. We are here. We'll support you. We'll make sure that uh, uh, you, you have support. Because I was saying, I don't think I'll ever get this, you know. Um, and so, frankly speaking, I was shocked when, when they, uh, uh, um, they appointed me. I, and, and leading to that, I mean, you know, I was interviewed twice. The job council asked me, they say, they say you're a narcissist, whatever. And I remember writing to him one day saying, you know, why don't you save yourself and the university? I don't need this job. You don't have to give me this job. I don't need it. I mean, I've got years ahead of me, you know. Um, and so when they appointed me, I was genuinely surprised. I didn't think, I kept thinking, the next level is gonna fail. The next level is gonna fail. The next level is gonna fail. Um, and, and it didn't. And then of course the rumor came as soon as I got appointed that 
she will not last. We'll make sure six months she'll be out. People in Gauteng told me, white and black, said, you know, there are people who are lobbying us to write to the university uh, to say, you hate white people, you are racist, mm. you know? And, and people said, but we can't do that. We know you, we know you. You, you give black people and white people a, 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 a tough time if they don't deliver. Um, uh, the problem is that you are not scared of white people and that's why people think you're racist. You know, and, and I was surprised, you know, and, and people gave me what, so, so I had a sense. So it is a, to get into a position where you hear these things that people are lobbied to support a move to not support you. You know, people, you know, not just in Cape Town, but outside you, you, it is a very unnerving situation. So you get in and you know that people don't want you. And I, and then I thought, I've got to do what I have to do. I can only be me because clearly I will never convince anyone, nothing. If I change who I am, it's not gonna please anyone. I must just be who I am. I must just do this job and I must always be ready to get out. So I didn't sell my house in Joburg. We bought a house in Cape Town. I didn't move my furniture from Joburg. People move furniture. I still have it. I bought new teaspoons in Cape Town and new mugs and new everything for our house in Cape Town. And given that I was taking the university, I was taking on leadership of the university at a time when it was a time of crisis. Shutdowns were the order of the day. Uh, there, were, there are eight deans in the university. Only two were filled. The rest were acting. People had resigned. Top academics were leaving. People might not admit that, but I took over in crisis. And I thought my first challenge is to deal with the crisis. If they give me six months, I will make sure that in six months, I've turned around this crisis and I've made the place calmer. You know, so, so I knew that it was a did I know how it's gonna come about? I didn't know, but I came into the job, body, soul, and spirit, being who I am and not interested in assimilating into any culture that I am not. Understanding that the university is in a journey, is coming out of Rose Masolfi's Masol, and some of the things, one of the things that is challenged was the institutional culture. So I felt that no one can tell me I must assimilate into the institutional culture because the institutional culture has been challenged, that it is exclusionary. So I should come with who I am. Now I'm here and, and controversies two, two years later erupt. The controversies Paken refers to stem from a report by University Ombud Zetu Makamandela Mkutkulwa, where she alleged that she received a number of complaints where people felt silenced, bullied and undermined when interacting with Paken. There's a good reason why I don't want to talk about uh, the controversy of the Ombud, because the Ombud reports to the Chair of Council doesn't report to me. I know she and I had a fallout. And I know, I know what the role of the ombud is. I know what the terms of reference are. I know my rights and I know my job. 
I must do my job. Academic decisions are in the space of the academic realm, not in the space of, of, of the ombud. I, I respect her, I must give her the space, and I, I honor that space. With every allegation, the one question that I always ask myself, the two questions is always, why did they say that? I try to trace back. And I can tell you, I know why the ombuds is doing that. First of all, it's got to do with my interaction. I, I, I understand where she comes from. Uh, but you don't have the whole story and I don't have to tell the whole story. The second thing, and I think it's important, it's important for everyone who gets an allegation or a, if you're called a name to always, because my attitude is that if I'm called a name, then I should, I should actually use that as something either to grow or to be a silent critical voice for the future. So I've asked myself, why would someone ask that question? Of course, the 37 is quite a weird number. So I keep asking, where could that have come from? And, and, and of course, I am strict. I am strict. I'm fun. I'm open-minded. I'm whatever. Uh, but I'm also clear about, no, come on. This, can't, this is not going to work. Secondly, I have an annoying impatience with mediocrity. That I know. And I'm calling, I'm describing it as an annoying impatience because I, I cannot stand. If I, I do understand if people can do things and I do want them to own up that they can't do things and they need help, then that's fine. I do have a problem with people who pretend they, could do th they can do things and either deliberately don't do them or they are just like, or, you know, they don't talk too much and never deliver and never, you know, I, I, I have a problem with that. And I know that that can annoy people. So, so I never, well, I, I don't have a problem with someone who fails and you give them a second time, second chance in my scholarship, we don't even exclude students who, who fail. We stick it out with them until they pass. So, so, so I, I, and I thought that could be another reason. Okay, so, so I have thought about it. The second thing that I have thought about is uh, that I always think you must think about when you have a, a criticism is what if they are right? Okay, so I ask myself, where does it come from? The second question is, and what if they are right? And I have thought deeply about the two questions. What if they are right? What would I need to do to change that? And then what if they are not right, but you do come across that way? What is it that I need to do? Would I do things differently? So I thought about every situation that I thought that could have come from. And I thought if it comes from there, whether I think it's bullying or not is irrelevant. But now that it's seen as bullying, would I do it differently? And there are situations where I say, I mean, and I, and I just do, like, I just check, okay, when I spoke to this, and there are situations where I say, no, actually, I will do it the same way. I will do it again. There are situations where I say, I can understand that this person would call me a bully because I stood my ground on this and whatever, but I will do it again, you know? And there are situations when I say, yeah, I was right, but I was a little bit too harsh. And, and I, I backtrack and I say, okay, if I were to do it again, how would I do it? 
And of course, I, do I, I say sometimes, was it bullying? And I say, no, but it's not. But I can understand why someone would see it as bullying. So if the situation comes again, would I do it differently? I would do it differently. So I don't, I don't agree that, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't regard myself as a bully. Um, uh, uh, but, but as I say, you know, you know, these things are, are intangible. And I think you, as a leader, as a human being, you always have to be humble enough to ask yourself, why did it come across? Why, why did, why this allegation? And what if they are right? Mm -hmm. And if they are not, if they are not right, what would I do differently um, to, to, to try to manage that this kind of allegation? People don't see it that way. Would I do things differently? So, so yeah, and, and, and that's a, for me, that's a process of, of um, yeah, that's, that's how I would work, not only with this. I mean, I've had many allegations, you know, uh, people call you things, you know, um, you, you always have to say that and you can hold it and use it to help yourself. She has a mobile vegetable garden which she can pack up in case she's asked to leave the vice chancellor's house. But in the meantime, Pagain will continue to make a difference to the best of her abilities. And that wraps up our Winning Women series for this year. Join us again in 2021 as we continue to shine the light on more extraordinary queens. From myself, Mulebuhim Mugoga, it's a wrap for now. Mm -hmm.